Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters, and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor, and then you decide for yourself. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. Today is episode 78, Expanding Reality. have a wonderful show for you today with a fantastic guest, but real quick, we're going to take care of the business up front. Uh, don't forget to go to campfireblend.com, get you the absolute best coffee in the world. My wonderful friend, Shannon, you know her, you love her. She's been on my show, Miss Naturopathic Doctor herself. And tonight we have the B-Town Rub Down Whiskey Coffee Meat Rub. Just want to say, especially for myself, who is not a fan of coffee, period. Um, it was excellent. And I highly recommend it. My husband is on his third kind of coffee now. So obviously we're fans of that. So make sure you check that out. Campfireblend.com. Also go check out my lovely friend uh, who started the freedomshopdirectory.com. It is for Patriot-owned businesses. You can also not only shop Patriot-owned businesses, you can donate. If you have a Patriot-owned business of your own, make sure you submit your business. They will add you to their directory. So they have lots of lovely services and goods on there. Go check them out. And last but not least, make sure you head on over to MyPillow.com. Use promo code Janet. Save up to 66% off of any item, including the My Store options. Everything that they have, we are highly satisfied with the products that we are now in possession of and use on a daily basis. So make sure you check that out. If you don't want to do it over the internet, make sure you give them a call at my 800 number. It's 1-800-976-1152. Remember to use promo code Janet. So that is it for the business up front today. Now we're going to get into the good stuff. You probably know him and love him and have seen his shows before, heard his shows before. Welcome, Mr. Brandon from the Expanding Reality Podcast. How are you? You are too sweet. That was such a nice intro. Thank you so much. I'm doing very well. How are you? I try to be nice every once in a while and you caught me on my nice day. So there you go. <laughs> well, good. Well, thank you. <laughs> Truly great. So what is new in you in your world, my dear? Uh, things are crazy right now. I just quit the 3D job. Uh, my last day is in two days, even though it'll come out after this. Um, but that's that's been the craziest thing so far. So it's been doing that leap of faith thing. Uh, I got a lot planned for 
2022 and there's no room for a matrix job in it. So we're doing that is fantastic. So kudos to you, my friend, for doing what you need to do to live your own truth. So there you go. So for the listeners that don't know you, um, tell me about you. Like, yeah, who are you and what are you all about? You know, this is one of those fun questions because you're like, okay, uh, tell me who you are without describing your occupation, right? And so I would say to that part of it, uh, Seeker, I have been enamored with the mystery mysteries of this place, like the mysterious stuff, the UFO phenomena, any ancillary phenomena, um, such as paranormal, uh, and then you get into like time travel and entities and uh, Bigfoot and... um, you know, telekinesis, remote viewing, all all sorts of crazy stories of high strangeness, as we call it. And uh, then I've I've really been lately focusing on connecting all of that with the way that we perceive reality around us. And that's what kind of happens on the show. We really break down and expand your reality. That's the whole point. Uh, and so being able to tie in that with the esoteric questions has been who I am lately. Um, I use this show as... Um, just really uh, a a voice for people. We we talk about a lot of really cool ideas, and I get some awesome, awesome uh, emails and responses from the listeners um, from the Soul Tribe that say, "Just you know, I never thought of this, this, and this, and you've just totally blown my mind on that." And now I just can't stop, you know, looking into things, and now I can't see, re- you know, my world the same way. And that that's great. Like that that's the whole point, right? And right, so, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's been uh, just seeker lately. I mean, that's it. I'm a, I'm a, you know, a husband. I'm a son. I'm a brother. Uh, I am a rancher. I've got a 12 acre piece of land out here with my wife in Millsap, Texas, and we absolutely adore it. And um, that and seeker really. I mean, that's that's been that's been the big uh, response to that lately. I guess that's just you caught me in a snapshot moment there, but yeah. that's perfect though and you summed that up beautifully um i know basically all about you because i listened to your show but i wanted to um bring people in the fold that maybe are not aware of some things or or don't think about uh the things that you do because it's very interesting to me and i'm very much on the same page so tell me like how did you, or what made you decide to start your show in the first place? Uh, well, first of all, I'm not going to let you get away with those kind words without telling you how grateful I am that number one, that you listen uh, and that you check the show out because the guests are just phenomenal. The ideas are flying. So I'm truly, truly grateful um, Absolutely. to answer your question though. Uh, it would be that I, uh, I'd never even heard a podcast three years ago and my wife and I were listening to one on the, in her car on the way to the store one weekend. And I was just like, what the hell is this? It's just people talking and they're just sitting around. Is this news? What is this? And so uh, I was just enamored after that. Uh, it was last, last podcast on the left, the murder kind of uh, crime, true crime podcast, but they're great. And so uh, still still enjoy them to this day. But that was the first thing. And so that led me to uh, the whole notion of this thing. And so I started researching just the freedom and and what you can do and how you can do it. And then I started my own my first show uh, with my wife and then two friends. And we uh, had a cool concept going on um, where it was like one was a Christian uh, didn't, and this was legit. Like he was super Orthodox Christian. One was an atheist. And then my wife and I are very spiritual, very not religious. Right. 
And mm-hmm. so we felt we could have this really cool conversation and all that. It turned into just be this morning talk show where I wanted to talk about UFOs and cool shit and they did not. And, um, it was just a weird thing. We had a lot of fun. We did about, God, I want to say 50 episodes, something like that. Uh, a lot of queefs on the soundboard and stuff, um, and then fart noises and all that. And um, <laughs> My kind of show. <laughs> I know. I mean, you would have you would have actually loved it. You would have loved the sense of humor. It was crazy, uh, and, and it was very interesting. But it was, um, it was the caterpillar, uh, and this is the butterfly is how I describe this, because this is what I wanted that show to be. But it needed... I needed to go through that show to figure out that this is what I was attempting to do there. So, and then with the revamp of it, um, after everything split up with, you know, the C word and all that, uh, we just kind of went our separate ways. I kicked the new one back up. I invited everybody back. Nobody took me up on it and that's totally cool. That's their journey. And and that's fine. The show wouldn't be what it is with, you know, with it either Mm -hmm. way. uh, And then now it's uh, turned into what it is now. And it's amazing. Like the, the response has been incredible. Uh, The guests are just, phenomenal and i just have way more people to talk to than than you know our days in the year but uh it's it's really cool and it's just expanded i i wasn't ready for how much it would change me um i'm sure you can you can empathize with that as well absolutely and you know you said something that's that's absolutely perfect and and i tell people this all the time everything you do or experience is a is a learning lesson and a stepping stone into something better or something different. So if you would have never gone down that journey with the first attempt at the podcast, um, you would have never got to the place you are now. And I think that's so important for people to remember is that literally everything in life, even the, the bad things that happen to you, put you on the journey that you're meant to be on. And it, it puts you um, so, so much further above the learning curve than, than what you even know, because you're learning life lessons and you're learning more about you as you go along from literally every experience that you have positive or negative. Soul trap. You nailed it. That's exactly. Yeah. yeah, you absolutely nailed it. Um, and I, I um, believe in this or I tend, tend to subscribe to this and to the degree that I, down to when I got stuck at this light and it turned red, like weird, weirdly quick. You know, it was like, huh, why did I suddenly get stopped by this light? You know, only one car went through and then it stopped me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, down the road, there could have been a wreck or like I could have died. I mean, there's there's all of those things, even those little things right there. When somebody cuts right. you off and you have to hit your brakes, that nanosecond of time that you diverted from your intended trajectory or intended pace at which you were traveling, that alone probably changed the entire course of millions of lives. And you have no idea, like down to that degree, it's like chaos. I love that stuff. That's what trips me out the most. Yeah. And see, I wholeheartedly believe in that. And, you know, literally everything that happens, happens for a purpose and a reason, even if it's something that you don't understand or, you know, like a lot of people get hung up on things like, oh, I really want that job. Oh, I didn't get that job. Like it's, you know, like, and then they pout and then they have, or they're anxious or mad or, or whatever, but you didn't get that for a reason because that is not where you're supposed to be at that particular moment in time. And that's, you know, like it, my husband has been on that journey with me because I've always been this way. And he's like, he would 
think I was nuts in the past when I was like, you know, um, things happen for a reason and things happen on a different timeline than what you expect, you know, and you don't get certain things that you want because you're not meant to have those and it's not meant to happen for you. Your path is, is something else and it's not always a bad thing. And one of the instances he was working for a company, um, had been there for quite a long time. They were grooming him to take over his boss's job. And then all of a sudden the company decides that, uh, they're going to close the local office and we would have to move to Chicago. Damn. Um, I didn't, I grew up not too far from Chicago and I, I know all about it. (laughs) I was like, I don't, I don't want to go there. I just, that's not, it doesn't feel right. And so the good thing is, you know, he didn't get it and we didn't have to move and something better was already waiting. Yeah. You know, and I think some people get so focused on, you know, wants or needs or desires or have to haves or whatever that they kind of lose sight of, in my opinion, being grateful for what you have, because when you're grateful for things, better things come for you. A hundred percent. Yeah. Gratitude is the key. And um, Mm -hmm. I saw a video uh, to kind of to the point you were making about uh, fate and how whenever anything happens, everything happens for a reason. And it's uh, Mm -hmm. the Latin words, amori fati. And it just Mm -hmm. means love of fate. Like, thank you. Like whenever you get cut off in traffic, thank you. Well, you know, I I appreciate that. Uh, Thanks for the wake up call. Right. And uh, Mm -hmm. it's that loving everything that happens because it's all perfect. And if you go down the deep spiritual rabbit hole, which I don't know which direction you'd like to take, but we can go anywhere you want. uh, Then Mm -hmm. that seems to be one of the things that seems to be one of the elements to the process and um, an artifact of the experience, as I put it. And, you know, it's so funny because um, like my daughter gets very wound up about things and, you know, like it'll like trigger like a chain of events like dominoes. And it'd be one thing after another that happens and stuff. And I said, you know what you do? You just say, of course, Mm. when something happens, of course, you know, like the toilet overflowed, of course, or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I'm like, just do not let it get your energy. Don't, don't let it create negative energy. Just be like, of course, and smile and move on. And all those things will stop happening. Yeah, it's great. I had a lady named uh, Mira Taylor on the show. She runs uh, Moon and Rune Wellness. It's on Instagram. Highly recommend this this young woman. And you can go check her out in my um, show if you'd like. Uh, but uh, we were talking about this exact idea, and it's transmutation. It's being bigger, and uh, it's it's the most fascinating concept. Like, what's your what's your take on that? Um, I am wholeheartedly in belief of that because, uh, like me, I don't live with. Um, anger or fear, aggression, nothing like that. I'm so even keel literally all the time. And I never let things upset me. And like one of the things is, you know, like this people sweating the small stuff, Mm -hmm. you have to learn to let those things go because in the broad scope of things, none of that stuff matters. And so like every once in a while, our ice maker will go insane Mm -hmm. and shoot ice like across the kitchen. 
And I just make like a funny game out of it because, you know, like I'm arthritic and I'm old and stuff. And so now it's like I made a game of trying to to bend over and chase the ice cubes across the tile floor. And I just laugh about it. And I'm like, it's things are funny to me now. And I just I give it positive energy. And then I, I don't know, I must get a lot of that good juju back from the universe because I don't have terrible things happen. See, and this is why I was asking, but you can think of a time back whenever things weren't as easy for you. Right. Because there there was a much more resistance on your part to right. just go with the right. flow of things and be mindful of the vibration, right? And this is what Mira and I were talking about, which is why I brought mm-hmm. her up. She she has this awesome concept of that you are the outside world is just a mere reflection of you and lessons right. that you need to learn. And think here. And so if you're tired of being a shitty person or feeling like shit, quit being a shitty person. And Mm -hmm. how that's going to present itself to you is the feelings that you want to change are what show Mm -hmm. up and they show up in weird ways, sometimes uh, different degrees. And then the interesting part is you kind of um, we picture this as like ascending uh, in consciousness, you know, Mm because at its base level, perhaps that's what we're here to do. Uh, And one one idea is that that you are in a spiral, not necessarily like a graph that goes from lowest point to highest point. It's not linear. So it's in flux and kinetic, but it's in kinetic cyclically and elevating, right? So it's mm-hmm. moving in an upward spirally direction. You can, vi- this is just a way to visualize, kind right. of a way to um, kind of mind the experiences when they come up and they make them a little bit less challenging. It's one of those things that like, when you don't understand why you're upset about something or you don't understand how something works, so it's frustrating, perhaps this, just everyone out there listening can hear this part of it and say, okay, well, at least I have a visual representation of what's happening and maybe I can just treat things in this way because I've got a model in which I can look at it and go, you know what, perhaps it is this and it's going to be just fine. So back to the model. What it is, is how I picture it is that spiral ascending, uh, you pr- picture like it going through a series of four columns, okay? And we just use these as four points for experiential markers that you're going to come across. It's kind of like um, a, a song. You know how in a song, you know that there's going to be verse, chorus, verse, you know, maybe like a little solo, maybe like an outro or whatever. But for the most part, it, it follows a pattern. Well, so do the way that life presents itself to you happens like this as well. Again, perhaps it's just something I've observed, something I've been talking to people about, but this is where I am with it right now. So as you ascend in the spiral, you raise in consciousness and the things that are at lower vibration, because this is also what I've been boiling things down to, is it's just vibration, all of it. If you want to uh, be good, uh, have good things happen to you, you know, if you want to call it karma, it's not necessarily that, but then you just are good to people. Uh, if mm-hmm. you want to be a piece of shit, then you're probably going to have dumb stuff happen to you. Like your car breaks down all the time or, um, uh, people just in and out of your life or the people that are in your life, like steal from you and lie to you and talk shit about you behind your back and stuff. It's just mm-hmm. a very low vibe environment. And that's why, you know, when people say that, it's very important and it's it's a great metaphor. So as you ascend in consciousness, your vibration changes or it should and it elevates to to a degree that as you've been here longer, you've been mirroring back things to you as you understand them in your reality and in your experience while you're here. So as things get presented back to you, you change the way you approach things. You come to some new understandings, you learn and you grow. And then you're presented with these four pillars again as you ascend, you're going to be 
thrown uh, situations that are going to constantly pop up, let's say just to test your patience, but they're going to pop up in different ways. And so as you ascend in consciousness, they become less frustrating. And it's for two reasons. Number one, uh, you've figured out how to transmute the negative energy into something positive, a mori fazi, mm -hmm. right? If right. somebody pulls out in front of you or uh, there's a long line when you didn't have time or whatever, anything in the Alanis Morissette song, uh, ironic, then um, you, you've got to look at it. And as you ascend in consciousness, you greet these with new understandings and then they're nothing. And eventually they stop popping up. And it's cool because you don't need to be shown them anymore. You've seen that. You've learned that lesson. But as you ascend in consciousness, you grow and you learn new challenges. That There's always going to be challenges because that's the whole point of it, right? Um, as a participatory universe, you know, by, by all intents and purposes. And so with that being the model, then uh, you got to get amongst them and you're going to be challenged and things are going to suck every now and then, but they have to suck so that you can realize that things are dope. And so it's this dichotomy that, that runs all of this. And, and it's a beautiful model when you, when you really step back and look at it, you know, um, people get, um, caught up in, and I'm guilty of it too. And, or was, I'm, I'm not necessarily anymore. Uh, the conspiracy theory element of it, and they're 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 a hundred percent right. Like all these people who do this, uh, God bless them. I listen to all of them; they're friends of mine, uh, and I love and respect the work. And I look into it as well. The difference is, is I don't um, take on like the negative energy. It's a lot. It's heavy. It's heavy. Right, to you don't focus on that. Yeah, it it. I take it as information, and I build a context for the way that I'm looking at reality now based on that data. And so mm -hmm. as, as a part of the, I guess, equation, it's necessary, you know, and of course it's true. Yeah, of course they're fucking you, you know, of course they're like Ediente de la Bortier squared says in his book, uh, government, the biggest scam in history. Uh, yeah, they're all organized fucking crime rings. You know, this is intergenerational organized crime. Like anybody who's still in my mind, I have detached from the place to where I consider politics real. It's definitely politics. And so therefore arguing over who's going to be the next Senate majority leader, or, you know, can you believe this pack gave money to this thing? Yeah, of course, all of it's bullshit, but it's all theater too, again, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, and I look at right. it like wrestling. I've just outgrown it being real to me. So I just don't give it any energy. It's, it's got nothing to do with me like at all. Yeah. And see, like for me, learning, learning new things um, or learning more about something um, helps me to grow. But I don't um, I don't ever focus on uh, the negative connotations of stuff or, you know, like people are so caught up in especially now the times that are going on now and, you know, how much um, BS is out there in the public at this particular moment and time. And if you, if you focus on that all the time and you're always like, Oh my God, what's the, the future is going to be terrible. And Oh, oh this is going to happen. And that's going to happen and whatever. Then you're taking time away from focusing on yourself because if you just live your life and live your life to be the best person that you can possibly be, nothing else around you matters at all. Uh, That's just where I'm at. hundred percent. No, I'm right there with you. That's why I think Sam called the episode on zero. When I was on zero, he called it 10, the garden you got, because that's what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. That That's, that's what you have control over is how much 
energy you want to participate in a system with. Now, you're presented with all kinds of things all the time, and it's your choice. You can't be forced to do anything, and this is very important. That's when you realize how powerful you, you, no one's going to hold you down and put something in your arm. If you're seeing that, then that's for a different reason. And that's perhaps like these, um, what do they call them? Like, uh, fake people or NPCs, non-player character type things. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, crisis actors. We've seen tons of that shit. Uh, and so you can't believe any of it or base it on a, you, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm, I'm making a lot of declarative statements here, but what I really mean to say is you're welcome to do whatever the fuck you want. Okay. But if right. for people who perhaps are looking to maybe again, back to this tend the garden that you've got idea, all you can do is tend what you have. So for me right. personally, I'm not going to contribute negative energy into a system that just wants energy period. It doesn't matter what it is. It prefers the taste of negative en- energy. But if you're contributing positive energy to fight the negative, there's still going to be some um, like resistance there energetically. But what you're still doing is contributing to the system. So Gordon White had a great quote where he said, uh, your reaction to the crisis is part of the crisis. Like they plan on that. They, right. they look forward to the opposition. They want to make it so fucking crazy and divisive and um, upside down and inverted that there's going to be so many people that see it, but they're very few in number compared to the people that don't see it that are very, very loud. And mm-hmm. those are the ones that want to, that compliance is their fuel. You know, that's their, that's their reason to be here. Now, again, we can zoom out and look at it. If you want to say spiritually or a simulation, then they're just artifacts of the experience. They're not necessarily actual souls or people here. Uh, now right. you got to be real careful because that's a slippery slope into this, um, uh, you know, morality kind of stuff. But whenever you look at concepts like that, they also require that we put our, we're in a higher state of consciousness hat on. And we understand that, you know, things on a different level and that the value of life is still important. Uh, and not to just go stabbing everybody in the face that you think is an NPC, because again, that's a lower level of understanding. <laughs> that's not. Yeah, don't. No, not I don't recommend that. No, I, I mean, don't there's, recommend you know, stabbing people in the face. <laughs> well, and there's this caveat, especially when you get to kind of a certain level of of conversation where you really you have to say that, you know, because people are going to start viewing it from from their perspective, which is fine. Like that's that you got to have a starting point. Right. Right. Um, but and no one's got it all figured out either. I've, I feel like I have to say this because that's a position I take in everything, life, the show, um, everything. I'm not here to prove anybody you know wrong or me right. I just love the ideas, and the more open-minded I can be to talk to people from their perspective and hear them out, that's what's shaped everything about me. And that's that is the one quality I'm just so grateful for is just my open mind and my lack of ego, like. Let's just fucking talk about it, man. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. One of the ways that I usually um, refer that as well as to like the UFO phenomena, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever people talk about um, UFOs, there's there's what we call nuts and bolts people in the research, which is great. We need them. They're awesome. But they don't get past that they are a technology from another planet or star system that has come here from somewhere else, right? That originated on like a physical planet, okay? Which is fine. They, they like built it because they're technologically advanced and they came here. But one of their big things to say, and this is back to the point, is that, uh, you know, it's so how they must have this crazy technology and that can be the only way because distances are so far. But the the challenge is, is then 
what they're doing is they're anthropomorphizing their comprehension of what's possible based on our current understanding and technology now that we have available to mankind that cannot do what these things do. And so you're limiting yourself ideologically just by framing the question like that. The mm -hmm. answer to the question, why do they come such far distances, is because it's not hard for them. Like, it's just not. They figured it out. They've, they've made the distances no more than just going around the corner or blinking. Perhaps they don't move at all. Maybe they just yank all of space and time around them and they're sitting in a stationary place. And they've figured out a way to do that. Like, you right. just, you, you've got to expand out, you know, your, your idea of what is possible. And that's, again, that's what the show is. That's what I'm on the mission to do. That's what I feel called to do. And I, I agree with you on all of that. And, you know, you said one thing <clears throat> that I have brought up multiple times is about your ego. Mm -hmm. If you take your ego out of things, um, I had a guest that said it best. And, and this was from Juan and Truth and Media. And he said, um, people need to start living through their soul instead of through their ego. And once you remove um, your ego out of things, your walls come down, your consciousness goes up, um, and the amount of work that you can do on yourself it explodes exponentially. Yeah, and and you're able to um, to be that person um, where you take out the negativity and you focus on doing your inner work to, to get yourself to that consciousness level. But also when you do that kind of self-work, you, you lose your depression, your anxiety, your stress, um, you know, and everything negative that's going on with your life because you're things like that, anxiety, depression, whatever, because you're always worried about, focusing on other people's approval and getting other people's uh, acceptance of you and you know, them accepting your behavior and accepting the way you look and accepting you for who you are and things like that. When you get to the point where I am, where other people's opinions of me don't matter because I'm just being true to who I am and my soul, it makes your life drama-free, stress-free, and you're so much happier that way. It's insane, right? Uh, it's a game changer. And again, it's back to this tin the garden that you've got. You mm -hmm. are stuck with you forever. So you've right. got to be so ride or die with yourself. It's insane. Like people mm -hmm. put themselves last constantly and not in an altruistic way. There's this idea of the king eats first. And the concept goes that uh, when a king sits down, he gets the biggest and the most meal of, of whatever they're eating, the feast or whatever. Right. He eats first. And that's important. Now, a lot of folks, you know, in traditional homes, people yell at, you know, get all uppity about uh, just these ideas that were that were commonplace, but there's a reason for them. So another one would be to this the thing that people get triggered about is, you know, parent, dads should eat last. And a lot of dads do this and they take up that moniker and that's OK. But psychologically, what they really need to be doing is eating first and eating the most. The same exact idea they tell you about every single time you sit down in your seat on an airplane. And that is, if the face masks fall due to cabin depressurization, 
put your mask on first before assisting anyone else. The same uh, rule applies in yourself. You cannot take care of anyone else, least alone. Until you take care of you. Absolutely. A hundred percent because you're no good to anybody tired and crabby and off your shit. And it's the, the way that people can operate at full capacity. If they get enough sleep, if they get enough sunlight, if they get some, just a little bit of exercise, you know, nothing crazy, just go out and move around. Uh, and ex- you know, read a little bit, like just change a couple of things. If you aren't incorporating any of those things, add one, one week for 30 minutes a day and that's it or 30 minutes a week, you know, and then just try that and then just add it. If you need to go that gradual, that's fine. It won't take that long, by the way. Uh, whenever you start doing these habits that are more in line with natural law and against the matrix that you've been, you know, uh, that we've all been programmed and enslaved in. Uh, and don't mm-hmm. feel bad about that, by the way, it happened to all of us. It's you're, you're no different than any of us or worse or whatever. Uh, and uh, that's how you break out. And so you'll find that if you want to be a writer, okay, well, write and do that for one hour a night, replace one hour of this two hour or three hour gap of time that you've got that you devote to uh, TV and just sit there and write for an hour or read a book of your favorite author for an hour. Uh, do something like that. Get motivated to start the project. As Tim Ferriss said, no zero days. And, um, you know, Janet, I'm releasing my 100th episode this Friday, and that happened in 11 months. Mm-hmm. And the That's reason for fantastic. that is... Thank you. And the reason for that is, is this concept, no zero days. Now, I work right. a 60 hour a week job. I had an hour commute there, an hour commute back. We have a 12 acre ranch with about 60 animals total, like horses, donkeys, uh, dogs, cats, you know, goats, uh, all that shit, um, turkeys, chickens, all that. Um, and that needed to be taken care of. And then, you know, being an attentive lover to my beautiful wife uh, and mm-hmm. then just handling everyday shit. Right. All of that. Uh, and I still was able to sit in the studio and work on this every single night. Now, what's awesome is I just started by like painting the room, set the environment. You know, this is a cool um kind of way to motivate yourself into doing some of these new things and um, like do little, little things, uh, get a notebook and start writing down ideas, you know, just, just start moving forward. And you'll find that when you replace that one hour a night, it goes to two hours. It goes to Mm -hmm. three hours where you just would have watched TV and then gone to bed. And now you're up until midnight. And sometimes you're up until your alarm clock gets off to where you got to go to your 3d job. And then you really start to figure it out. That's when the momentum happens. And that's, like I said, what, what happened with this show. So it's not like I'm saying stuff that I don't live myself. Like these are things anyone can do. And uh, this is how you tend your garden. You, you learn more about yourself. You ask yourself, if money and time were not a thing, what would I want to do? Like, what would I want to do? And really think about that and just do it. Like, if that's something that you want to do, go do it. Like, it, you, you can do that. So this is your, I guess, permission to go fucking live life. You know, that's like one of my goals here is to get people back to themselves. Is just remind you that I, you don't I think am, it so seriously. I agree so much with that because, you know, it's so important, I think, for people to do things that interest them yeah. and or try things that you want to try that you've never tried before. Uh just because, you know, you feel like you have an urge to, I don't know, skydive or whatever the case may be. Uh, if you like to read, read. If you like to draw, draw. And not only is it uh, something that you enjoy doing, but it's therapeutic for you at the same time 
when you're doing things that you're focusing uh, your creative energy on. And that as well helps you grow and helps your, you know, ex your reality expand and your consciousness expand because, you know, you're, you're focusing on you again, on, on your health and on your well-being, And so you're also able to learn about yourself through processes like that, where it's, you know, writing, recording, whatever the case may be, you're still growing through doing things that you like and enjoy. hundred percent. And what's, what's crazy about it too, is, is that people don't know that they're, they're, they have special things to offer. They're just surrounded by people in a vibrational state that's not conducive to that. And that's why you feel like shit, by the way, anybody listening out there that's not happy with your life, you feel like that because that's your soul going, Hey, Bubba, we're here for a reason. We got some shit to do. Uh, you're, you've got all these incredible talents or gifts or abilities or aptitudes in X, Y, and Z, and you're not doing them for whatever excuses you've made up about your life. Um, and if you just would add this, maybe perhaps um, I'm your future self telling you this right now. And it's something that because if you came to this conversation, number one, Janet's great. And I don't know why you're not listening to her anyway, right? Of course you would. But uh, the reason some folks find stuff is because they're supposed to every single time. All right. of this happens That's very true. right on time. So if you're hearing this, this is yourself because uh, we're all one possibly uh, creating itself uh, sub sub uh, subconsciously here. And um, you just are one individuated expression of this one consciousness that we're all a part of. So we're all here to see each other succeed. The rising ship, rising tide raises all ships. And that's the whole model. That's the point is uh, that's what I think we're here to do. You're here to learn, grow in every interaction you have with anyone out here is a new opportunity for you to express the greater, grander version of who you really are. And so that's constantly a choice, which is why you can shift your vibe any goddamn time you want. And um, I highly recommend people do that. Now, when you start operating in source like that, that's when you break out of the paradigm that's been fed to you because it's all it was. It was just programming. And again, no offense taken, you don't need to because it happened to all of us. So there's no mm -hmm. need to be feeling like you uh, started late or... Uh, to be upset at yourself, your past self for um, experiencing that, not being able to see it. How could I not see it? Well, don't worry about all that because everything happens exactly right on time. Like we were talking about earlier, uh, if you tap the brakes and you miss that one millisecond of time, what took you this whole time because you have acquired knowledge and a toolbox that you can use now and apply to this new ideology or this, these new concepts as you come across them, as you figure out that the, you know the government's been fucking you forever and that you're a super powerful being. They've just been fluoriding you up and not letting you know that. And uh, now that you've broken out of that and you've unplugged, um, number one, welcome to it. Uh, this is the soul tribe and we're here for you. And number two, um, just keep moving forward and you're not alone. And, you know, I think for a lot of people too, um, it's not just themselves holding themselves back, but it's other people that you listen to that hold you back from doing what you love because how many of us were told, no, you can't do that. No, you're not going to be good at that. No, you can't sing. No, you can't. You can't write. No, you can't be a musician. No, you can't. Yes, you fucking can. You can literally do whatever comes to mind, whatever your desire is. 
do it. If you love to sing, sing all the time. Do what makes you happy and forget everybody else's judgment of you or blockade that they put up for you to not cross because they said so. Do you. And I think that's so important for a lot of people to understand because we all guarantee you have had some kind of family member or friend or something tell us, yeah, you're not going to be good at that. I'm working on a cookbook. I've been working on it for a while now. Cute. Slow at, you know, do it whenever in my free time. And I had a really good friend that said, nah, you don't want to do that because yeah, who's going to buy that? Who's going to buy a cookbook? It's not for you. It's for me. And I started it as a project to pass things down to my daughter. And then other people kept calling me. Do you have a idea of what I can do for lunch? You could, hey, do you have a recipe for this? Do you have a recipe for that? Because I make up all of my own stuff. I don't own any cookbooks. And so I was like, you know what? Your opinion of what I should and shouldn't do doesn't make any difference. I'm going to do it anyway. And you don't have to buy one. How about that? Yeah, because Brandon (laughs) Thomas is going to buy 12 and he's going to fucking put the link to it in his show notes when you come on and we're going to sell the shit out of him. How about that? (laughs) But I I love that you brought this up because it's something that's very, very important in this process. Uh, Again, Mm -hmm. not to to the not be judgment about yourself. Uh, That comes with a tend your own garden self-esteem packet of don't worry about what anybody else thinks about you. Now, here's the here's. I have some great interesting tools that have really helped me out along the way to this specific topic. So um, I'm always recommended books. Uh, the, they say it better than I do, but um, there's a book called The War of Art, and it's by uh, Stephen Pressfield. And he's normally a fiction writer, but he wrote this badass book about uh, the striking out of the matrix is how I'll put it. He puts it striking out into a creative endeavor, being a musician, a writer, a podcaster, um, getting, I say, unplugging from the matrix. We know what I mean. When I say that and his thing is that he brings these up about the people that can are combative against you. Uh, some, I mean, even your family, um, all the obstacles in your way, whenever you conspire and you make a choice to, let's say, leave your job and go be a painter or leave your job and go finally open that yoga studio that you've been wanting to do or write your cookbook. Um, it's, it's when you do this, that you are going to encounter something that he calls the resistance. And I love this because what it does is it takes all of those things, your unsupported parents, your friends telling you flat out to your face, uh, no, and that you're stupid for doing it and belittling you for even wanting to better yourself. Um, and there's reasons psychologically that they do that, but that that's a whole nother conversation. But um, all of these things, um, financial setbacks, if you feel like you don't have time challenges, if you're tired, you know, if you're unmotivated, like all of these things, procrastination's a big one. They're called the resistance. And the great thing about the resistance and how you know if you needed more confirmation that you are a fucking powerful being, if you're not going outside and exploding clouds, um, which is a lot of fun, then what you can do, uh, you can do it with your mind. It's crazy. I've done a, a lot. I've shown a bunch of people how to do it, and they're just like, what the fuck? Anyway, um, but you know, when you're not doing that, then um, what you do is you look at this thing called the resistance. First, you recognize it. And you go, you know, I don't need to be on Facebook for five hours today. Uh, I'm going to pick up my pen and I'm going to write or I'm going to open my computer and listen to that writing seminar, you know, that I've been wanting to and learn more. 
or I'm going to go get a new canvas and paint, whatever. Um, and so whenever you look at it, you go, oh, that's the resistance. And then you just look at it and you go, fuck off resistance and off it fucks. It is the damnedest thing that once you just spot it for what it is, which is the resistance, these are all the little voices in your head that tell you you can't. These mm -hmm. are all the people in your life that uh, tell you that you're crazy if you want to do that, and then it'll never work, and you'll never amount to anything. That's all one thing, and it's the resistance. And the way that this works is you're here to be challenged. Again, if you zoom out and you want to go with these really fun, cool concepts, and you're all that's here. So therefore, everything you encounter is for you because you're all that's here. You wouldn't fuck yourself over. You're doing this for you. And mm -hmm. so those people who are the resistance are part of your hero's journey. They're part of your story. They strengthen your resolve, which is very important. You got to have the fucking chutzpah to be up till midnight working on this shit or to be exhausted or to spend your weekends doing this or to sink a bunch of money into it before you see a dime. Uh, you've got to be able to and willing to do that if it's what is required of you and what's required of everyone is different entirely but the one thing that remains the same you will succeed if you don't stop all the mm -hmm. resistance is there to do is to make sure that this is what you really want and the more um challenging the endeavor in your mind because you're you create the spectrum of the resistance which is even more fucking weird uh then um that's what presents itself back to you and once you've overcome it you say fuck off resistance off it fucks then you you jump into this higher greater grander version of who you really are and it's beautiful now you know and i think too that uh when you encounter resistance in your life regardless of of what it's for uh whether it's somebody telling you you can't do something or or whatever the case may be i like to think of it as a speed bump mm -hmm. because you can slow down and glance at it and that's basically like your checkpoint to know whether you have it within you to keep going, to, to persevere at either finishing the task that you're working on or whether you're going to succumb to basically pressure from outside forces to make yourself stop. And if that's the case, if you find yourself stopping because somebody or something is pressuring you, then that is another life lesson for you because that is how you learn to grow stronger and stronger in your resolve and your convictions to get things done. 100%. You nailed it. That's exactly it. You just keep moving. And it's part of your story because it has to be. It has to be there. It's not just going to be handed to you. And that's just it's the way test. that this works. Yeah, it is a It's dance. a test from the universe to you to see if you have the strength and the desire to overcome. Yeah. How bad do you want it? That's all you have to do is keep showing up and all you, that you answer the question right there. That's why it can't fail. You just keep showing up. That's it. Cause you will get better. Like that's inevitable, right? I mean, even if you only do it for an hour a night, which you're going to again, do it more, but just because you're going to get hooked uh, right. to following your dreams and unplugging from the nonsense and realizing who you really are and what you're here to contribute and, you know, what sets your soul on fire and then you don't want to do anything else. And so, so anyway, let me, let me ask ahead, you a ahead. question. Yeah. So how did you get yourself on this journey? Did, did something happen in your life that set you on that path or did you just wake up one day and, and we're like, I, I need to like work on myself and change some things. Well, like, I how did you get to that point? 
Well, the latter I say every day. Um, I always want to improve and I've always got things to explore and learn. So I'm never, um, I'm going to say complacent with who I am currently because I'm always a greater, grander version of who I am. That's what I'm striving for. Therefore, I want to do that. Now, some days that does. And some days it's, you go through these forced uh, kind of spiritual hiatus periods and you just got to chill on it. Right. Um, And so what was the first part of your question again? Like, how did you... Because for some people, like for me, and and I know a lot of other people, something happened in their life. Like for me, it was a near-death experience that completely changed my life and got me out of the old, basically crappy shell (laughs) of myself that I was in and, and moved me in a different direction. But was there something that happened to you or something that jolted you? into going down that path. Oh yeah. Um, so thank you for getting me back on track. Um, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I believe it all happens for you, not to you. So I really, really believe that anything even fucked up. Uh, yeah. Crazy, uh, childhood, you know, fine for the most part, you know, but had some, some stuff, you know, like everybody else. Right. Uh, or like a few people, I hope not everybody else, but anyway, I have my own story to tell there, but my awakening happened. My first awakening, uh, it happened uh, when I was 18, and it, it did that with a very massive um, and very bad acid trip for my very first time to take psychedelics ever. And it basically threw me into this state of where now I wasn't sure anymore about anything, right? And it was a horrible, horrible, horrible trip. And uh, it was just really, really bad. I was still in high school, and uh, it sucked ass. But um, later that year, graduated 2001, and then um, went and moved out, moved around and stuff like that. That's when I was, you know, 2001 is when, uh, the, uh, New York thing happened. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was already, uh, being kind of exposed to conspiracy theories and stuff. That was the first one that I kind of watched play out in front of me. And so that was, that was very interesting and only strengthened the resolve of the conspiracy part. So I had psychedelics and conspiracies, check, check. Uh, then I was handed the book, uh, conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. And that's where my spiritual awakening happened. So it all kind of happened within the same year, year in a half, uh, time period to where it really just unlocked everything. And I was going at it then from a position of researching all three at the same time. They they weren't things that like I was into spirituality for years. And then, uh, one day I was like, Ruby Ridge, what the fuck? And, uh, you know, it was, it's, it's been a parallel, well, trial if you want to call it that uh, journey of exploration with these three concepts being very well known and very, well-respected for me at an early, early age, at the age of 18. Uh, and so I've been doing this for over 20, over 20 years. And um, so it's, it's uh, that that's what it was initially. I mean, as far as like, I don't know, and, and I'm not an experiencer, as I put it, like you, you're an experiencer, you've had an NDE, uh, which I'm very interested in, I want to ask you about, by the way. But um, I'm not one of those. I've, I've had a bunch of crazy fucking times where I should have died. You know, there's, there's a lot of, any one of them would have been like, okay, well, you know, there's got to be a reason I'm here, but it was so many times that I really should have died. And then you know, when you look into the quantum immortality thing, I probably did. It just shifted me back into uh, the reality again, or one very, very close to it because I have a mission here or I have something to carry out. So I wasn't ready to go yet, but uh, no, just crazy wild. Um, as far as um, my 18 to I lived on my own two days after graduation, I moved out. And so I was on my own also. There wasn't like this uh, nest of a home that I had. Uh, so mm-hmm. all of that happened all at the same time. And so when I did all that, uh, I was, 
you know, I'd try any damn drug, uh, no needle drugs. That was my rule and I stuck to it. So that was good. And uh, just explored and ran around, got to, you know, tour all over the place. I was a musician for 12 years. So of that time. So I did that and, and here we are. So there was no like real single catalyst. I would say there's a bunch of shit, right? Um, but a bunch of interesting things happened at, at a precise period of time for me, which was, which was pretty cool. See, that's, I think it's interesting how like everybody comes to a different point or, or comes into to this, you know, spiritual being, um, you know, higher consciousness reality space that we're all in. And especially in the uh, podcast community that everybody's either believes in God or is spiritual or something. And everybody has gotten there on a different path. And I even had a guest that told me, you know, he was raised in the church. Like I was, both of us were raised Catholic, the whole nine yards. And then he kind of went the atheist route for a while. And he, and when that happened, he became very angry, very um, mad at the world, pissed off, uh, you know, violent tendencies, things like that. And it wasn't until basically that he had a new found um, spiritual awakening or come back to God or, you know, whatever the case may be for you as a person, whether it's God or spirituality, it's believing in something bigger than you. Um, But he said it wasn't until he came back into believing in God that all of that anger and that negativity and all of that stuff fell away. And it's like his walls of protection fell down. And then he picked up special gifts, which I talk about a lot. Um, Empath, you know, healer, things like that, because everybody has their own gifts that they're given. And it's funny that a lot of people in the community are that way, that a lot of people are empaths. And I think it's easier for us to receive energy that way. But it's also a struggle for a lot of people who are an empath that they don't pick up that negative energy or pull in that negative energy and leave it there. Yeah, you got to be really careful with that. And I agree with you. Yes. Uh, the sensitive nature of it is is what's very, very interesting. And you're 100% right. It, it's this interesting thing that I've noticed as well uh, is that the opposites are what are your origin story, as I'll put it. Mm-hmm. So this dude went from the total extremes of atheism, which I've, I was there as well, raised in the church, then went atheist and then swung the mm-hmm. pendulum back to a more neutral or more enlightened process of where I am now. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, like Neil Donald Walsh says, you never know how you're going to feel on any given tomorrow. So I don't know. Right. But uh, as of right now, that's where I'm at. <clears throat> I um I th- I think though that these people who have these extremes and experience are part of that process. You need to go through that. And so for every mm-hmm. enlightened part of yourself, there's a dark ass part of yourself that you experienced also, uh, or that's there, and that's necessary. Again, it's an artifact of the experience. It has to be here. Uh, right. And people like uh, Carlos Tanner, he's a good buddy now. He runs the, he's the director of the uh, Ayahuasca Foundation down in Iquitos, Peru. An amazing dude. But his story was fascinating. I mean, he does that now down in Peru and lives there full time, has a 
man bun, you know, and is the coolest dude you'll ever talk to. Uh, but before that, he had the dream, you know, the Matrix dream. He did it right. He, uh, you know, went to school. He had a great house. He had a girlfriend. He had the car. He had everything. He had all the money. He had it, he had it all. But along with that came um, an alcohol and an opioid addiction as well. Right. Because he that was his reward for doing the right thing and living his life correctly. Uh, he ended up in a river, and the only reason he survived one night uh, – uh, passed out, uh, driving his car back from partying, uh, doing drugs and drinking, uh, passed out, uh, fell in a river and drove in a river. And then the only way he survived was his window was open and he was able to escape. And now he's the director of the ayahuasca foundation. So there's these opposite stories that are, like I said, kind of interesting that that's the way that a lot of origin stories start. A lot of people say, yes, I was raised in this religion or faith, and now I'm nothing like that. Um, and depending on that young man's uh, experience in his early days and what kind of religious trauma he had, uh, it could have been a swing so far to atheism because of the amount of religious trauma that he had, which we all incur if you were raised in that indoctrination. Had mm -hmm. a uh, young lady, I don't know if you caught the episode with Blair McDaniel, she runs the informal mm -hmm. mystic, highly right. recommend. She does this. She facilitates like weddings and funerals and um, has a coaching program. And that's her whole thing. It's transmuting out of religious trauma, which would make you swing the fuck over to atheism. Now, the reason I'm personally not an atheist is because of Neil Donna Walsh. Uh, had I not have been open to that idea, I probably would have later, uh, just because I, I know I would have ended here, ended up here anyway. But uh, that's, he brought me out of that state because I thought it was either what the church told me forever, which I thought was bullshit and found a ton of inconsistencies and uh, issues with. Um, and uh, then I figured, well, the other side's got to be it, right? Because there's only two. Uh, it's either all right or not. And I, I, that's when I abandoned the all or nothing idea because there's something else and we don't even know what that is. And, but it's the best thing ever, you know? I think a lot of people go through that. Um, like for me, and uh, a lot of people know this, like being raised in the Catholic church, uh, then having researched on the Catholic church and did a very lengthy episode about it. <clears throat> I think that my journey through life was basically to remove me from that box. I still believe in God but I don't believe in organized religion. I don't believe in being in um, a society that basically practices magic uh, in their in their ceremonies and, and things of that nature. And so for me, it was just breaking out of that little box that I was put in ever since I was a little kid to expanding myself up to just my personal relationship with God, you know, and, and not needing, you know, like all of the ceremony and stuff that goes along with it, just my personal thing. And I think a lot of people are that same way that, you know, they're more spiritual or more open to, um, accepting other things now when they're not stuck in that little box of you have to be this way and practice this way and do these rituals or you're not really part of us. It's again, acceptance from other people. 
because how many people were church members and then the church shit on them because they went through a divorce or, you know, something happened and the church is like, we're going to shun you now and you're not part of us anymore. Yeah. You don't need their approval. No, you definitely don't. And any system that demands that, that should be the red flag to your soul to get the fuck out of right. there. You know, um, right. spirituality would never ask you to do that. And again, if it does, then you need to get the fuck out of there. You're, you've clicked on the wrong right. thing, like back out bail. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Could not agree with you more. Uh, it's, it all goes back to the 10, the garden that you got, but you have to figure that out. You know, you got to go through it to know how to get out of it. There's no way of just skipping around it. You have to go through it. And that's but why it's know, such a vital, important thing. And then as Blair was pointing out in that episode, ego structures are important. So we can figure out kind of our place in the world and right and wrong and all that. And then you figure out what's right for you. But there's right. also a lot to that. And I have this idea of um, that it's, it's so important to you because you figured it out. This is what's so cool about it. It's not something, it's something you discovered. It's not something that was handed to you. What right. was handed to you was the indoctrination that you broke out of. So now you right. had the deconstruction, but now you have the discovery as well. And that's why it means so much. That's why it's mm -hmm. your second chapter, you know, as far as right. ideologically goes, that's why it's the next one. Cause you did it, you know, and congratulations. Like you, you beat the simulation, you know, nice job. Apologies. You know, I, and I think that goes for everybody though, not just the church, per se, but like any box that you get put in where, Absolutely. you know, and, and I hate to say this cause this is terrible, but like uh, the children that grow up in homes where, you know, their parents abuse them or sell them to people for sex or whatever, it's up to you to, to break out of that box. Um, and to know that your worth is more than what the worth that your family put on you. Um, you're worth more than somebody that wants to beat you or uh, sell you to somebody else or, or whatever. As a slave, you have that capability inside you to overcome and to get out of that and to know that you are more than what those people judge you to be. Yeah. Fuck that. Good call, Janet. Thank you. Nice job. You're welcome. Yeah. So I think this falls in line really well with something that you talked about before, which is the slave Bible. Yeah, that's fucked Ex up, huh? <laughs> explain that to people that don't know what that is. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it until a couple of years ago, too. Um, so the slave Bible is uh, 1807, the uh, British West Indies colonies, I believe, for their slaves. And it was made, and some people say it was made by the dude who wrote the King James Version, but even that's all fucked off. But anyway, so basically what the Slave Bible is, is like I said, 1807 for the slaves of the uh, British West Indies colony. Uh, it was a heavily redacted Bible um, from the just traditional Bible, um, which is already redacted like crazy. But it, uh, it pulls out fun things like Exodus and slavery and all that. One of the only, the only slavery um, scripture in there, I forget it verbatim, but it's something to do with be subservient to your master. And that's right. it. And so that's the only like thing about slavery in there. Other than that, it's not mentioned. Therefore, God must be cool with it, right? So he didn't bring it up. That's, it's so unimportant. It's just the way that he didn't even bring it up. But anyway, so it's kind of fucked up. Um, it's just kind of a way to introduce, and that's this is what they say. They say, uh, to be fair, that it was a way to introduce uh, the idea of Christianity to slaves. Now, I don't know, it, like, let's say that you're a slave and you get brought into this 
culture and you are working with these assholes that then feed you this religion that is a pyramid down type religion uh, instead of a circle culture religion, which is what you had before, where you were one with everything, where you were integrated, where you and God and nature and everyone else were not separate. But then you had these pyramid colony type northern. If you notice this, um, Peter Peter Shampoo talked about this on my show, uh, mm-hmm. that the pyramid cultures of the north um, have to work harder to survive. So they need that top down organization, right? Well, right. You're, you're brought into this idea that's so crazily opposite of what yours is. And then they tell you, hey, this this is God. This is what God really is. Oh, that little thing that you were doing. Nope, that's not it. That's not right. You were wrong this whole time because you're a dummy and we know everything. And then they give you this book. Well, you're going to be like, what the fuck? And then maybe if you come to find out later on that it wasn't all of the book and that there's a bunch of shit in there where their God that they were pushing actually didn't want them to lie to you and wanted to tell you about like, that you should be free and that Moses did this whole thing for these Egyptians and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting. Um, so past the point of its ridiculousness that it exists at all uh, is that uh, I kind of started looking at that again. I've had a, a little bit to think about this, that um, when you start looking at the Gnostic Gospels and all of the, like the Book of Thomas, you know, Mary Magdalene had her own book, uh, Book of Enoch, things like this, even though the Bible references Enoch, it's not in the Bible. Um you have all these books uh, that were pulled out uh, for whatever reasons, and you can make arguments on both sides about why it was wrong to do so, why it was right to do so. But as a simple observation, I would say that if any of it was pulled out that was meant to be in there to ensure your eternal soul returns or maybe doesn't need to in the first place uh, be so picky about the way it lives its life, it should all be included. But it wasn't. So I've been relating lately that possibly... Um, the Bible that everybody has, you know, in their house that they're big fans of. I mean, Christians don't read it anyway, for the most part. And that was shots fired. I'm, I'm being general, but they don't read it anyway. Um, but, shots uh, fired. That, warning, you know, warning. Pew, 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 pew. Um, but it, uh, that may be a modern day slave Bible. Uh, if you take into context all the wisdom filled knowledge that was in the Gnostic gospels that were deliberately removed. And we know historically right. that they were deliberately removed for X, Y, and Z, whatever you can make up any reason. Right. Um, but uh, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting concept. And so then, I mean, it makes you think, damn, you know, religion's at it again. You know, maybe they, uh, maybe the fact that a slave Bible exists is the thing that points to the fact that the Bible you hold is a slave Bible in a sense, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, and by slave no, Bible, and I, just mean it, it's meant to mislead, not enlighten. Yeah, no. And I, and I believe that. And I think um, when, and I've said that before that I, I think it's been tainted. Uh, definitely. And I think purposely so to uh, skew perceptions that people have about certain things or done specifically to silence certain groups of people. And I think this is so relatable to things that are going on now uh, where you have like the people that are trust the science people but you're only supposed to trust the scientists that they tell you to trust um, or trust your doctor, but only trust a doctor that we tell you is okay. And I think throughout history, they've been very good at doing the same kind of thing of uh, skewing perceptions, silencing certain groups of people, demonizing certain groups of people, because again, they're putting people in a box 
or putting a label on somebody or telling groups of people, no, you can't, no, you're not. Um, we will judge you. Uh, we know best. And I think that relates to everything we talked about today because you know you best. And figuring out you is really not a difficult job when you let everything else go and just focus on your own soul and let go of your uh, anger, your hatred, you know, whatever negativity is surrounding you. Get rid of negative people, bring in happiness and joy to, to your life, do things that you enjoy, focus on you. And I think that your life is going to greatly improve and expand and to the point where you feel like you have so much joy inside of you that you need to run out and like give some to somebody else, like by hugging somebody or, you know, shaking a random stranger's hand or whatever. You feel like you're so over running with joy and happiness that you need to share it. Beautiful. hundred percent. I absolutely love it. Again, tend the garden you got, you know, just yeah. be you, do you and you'll be fine. As a thought experiment, I kind of have been playing with the whole uh, what's going on right now thing. And uh, I have the rare opportunity to be able to talk to a lot of people tapped into a lot of different subjects. And so mm -hmm. one of the ways that, you know, we kind of expand our reality and we, you know, gather all the information necessary to make even a half-assed conclusion about something is just to look at all of it. So I consider fucking all of it. When you look at things astrologically, um, there's uh, quite a few astrologers that I speak with and mediums and people who, Amy Belair, uh, for instance, that jump into the Akashic Records, Christopher the Astro Medium, could not recommend that dude highly enough. Um, you know, um, Jojo Seabacher, the spiritual badass. I mean, I just, like I said, am exposed to some amazing people. Mm -hmm. uh, and so with that, though, comes new perceptions about things. So if you look at what's going on now through the lens of a spiritual war, okay, let's say that it's not... Good versus evil, all this good stuff. It's just about how many the other team can tag. And by tag, I just mean convinced that that ideology is the way that it is. And for this experiment and for this idea, we have a visual reference for this. Dolores Cannon called it the 3D and the 5D, okay? The third dimension and the fifth dimension. It's a way to visually kind of articulate what's going on here with all of planet earth right now whatever this is if it's a realm if it's flat if it's ball whatever the fuck it is there seems to be a deliberate split now we know the divide and conquer tactic has worked forever and again when you right. view this under the yeah and and when you view this under the guise of a spiritual war then it starts to make a lot more sense to be honest with you and mm -hmm. it's nothing i mean it, it's not this good bad because good bad are, are relative terms i mean that's all subjective shit anyway it's it's really more realistically what serves you and what doesn't serve you so mm -hmm. that's just the way that it's framed because it's the most accurate right it's it, right. it, it makes it the most sense uh, so um, when you look at it that way, though, if you if you look at it that, OK, it serves me to be scared, to wear the mask, to watch TV all the time and to just be in a cytokine storm and in and out of the hospitals, uh, sanitizing everything and telling everybody how bad they are. If they don't, that mm -hmm. serves me. 
Okay, well right. then that's fine. You play a role here, and that's that's fine. You you right. go do that, and I I wish you the best, you know. But there's other people on the other side of it. You and I, for instance, uh, that don't buy into this shit. Uh, no, I'm going to get some sunlight. I walk around barefoot in the grass, and I know that sounds mm-hmm. crazy, but it's tremendous medical benefits. Uh, you know, I drink shitload of water. Um, right. I stop eating when I'm full. You know, it's vitamin D. Like like I said, uh, just do things to stimulate your mind and body. Live a healthy lifestyle, which is the opposite of what you hear on the news, which there's another right. great reason exactly. for that. I'm definitely going to tie it back in. I And so whenever you look at things that way, you say, okay, well, this is what serves me. Well, this being a world of dichotomy or dual, duality, this dualistic nature that we have, it's not good or bad. It's different vibrations. It's high vibe, low vibe. It's mm-hmm. 3D which is low vibe or lower, uh, which right. is again, not good or bad. It's just a different frequency. And then 5D, which is higher. Um, and that's the way that this seems to be going lately. And so it's just a game of 3D, 5D. That's all this mm-hmm. is. So you right. pick which team you want to be on. And then you're presented with opportunities to practice that or to get sucked into the other side, because that really is what this is all about. And Sam Tripoli talks about this place being a goddamn haunted house. And it's the perfect metaphor for this. Because things can run up on you and scare the shit out of you, but they can't force you. It's like a vampire. Right. You, ha- you have to invite it in. You have autonomy. You are the powerful one here. No one has uh, autonomy over you. You're it. You're a sovereign being. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how free will works. So they're going to run at you and they're going to scare the shit at you, but it's always going to be your choice to act. Now, you can act out of fear or love. That's all you get. That's uh, your so- speed bump. That's your speed bump. Goddamn mm-hmm. right. Thank you, Janet. Excellent. Good callback. Uh, and so whenever those pop up, um, there are opportunities. And then what you realize is that 3D, the shit that you've been saying over and over that's been presenting itself to you, are you sure you don't want to stick this thing up your nose to so just make sure that you don't have anything? Uh, no, I'm good. Thank you. Like, that's not for me. It's for someone else. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. That's the resistance. And you know what? Off it fucks. And that's the 3D world looking for anybody that it can because it's a spiritual war. Right. And so whenever you tell it, no, I'm good. I'm like, I'm not undecided anymore. I've chosen my side. And that that is not what serves me. This is what serves me. Then off it fucks. It stops fucking with you. And when it mm-hmm. comes up, it's very easy to number one spot, number two to deal with because you just go, no, thank you. And your choice is always to engage. Even if you got that family member that, man, they know how to push your fucking buttons. It's always your choice to open your mouth or not. <laughs> I got one of those. <laughs> I know we all do. We all fucking do. And it's your choice though, to engage and to add negative energy into the system if you right. want, because that's what the 3D requires, especially that aunt or that family member, whatever. That's all they want. They want a combative interaction. And if you'd mm-hmm. like to facilitate that and lower yourself to their level, and all of these monikers are in our everyday speech as a culture. I'm not going to lower myself to your level. That That's the thing. It's a vibrational thing. And you don't. Right. You transcend that bullshit and you rise above it. Now you either pull them up or you don't. And that's not your job either. Your job is to tend the garden you've got, right. not their fucking and garden. Don't worry about how many weeds they got over there. Exactly. And their job is to take care of themselves and not to worry about you. And people know uh, I have an issue with my mother. She raised me, of course, and everything was fine until um, a little event that I went to in in D.C. And she has been the most hateful, spiteful, nasty individual ever since then. And I tell people all the time and they always ask me, well, I bet you're really upset that you didn't, you know, have Thanksgiving together or didn't have Christmas together or whatever. And my answer is no. 
actually not because I did my part trying to be nice um, and still trying to spread positivity. And if she is not accepting of that, something is wrong with her garden. She has, she has weeds like everywhere that she needs to clean out. And until such time that she works on herself and gets rid of all that hatred and the vitriol that she has for me and for other family members, for other reasons, um, she's not welcome in my life. And I, you know, a lot of people don't understand that, but again, that's working on me and focusing on me and removing the negativity um, from my life because I don't need it to survive or to be a happy being. No, you're a sovereign being. And mm -hmm. that you're the role that your biological mother played in your life is part of what makes the Janet sitting before us so wonderful and adorable. We wouldn't Aww. feel the same way about you. You wouldn't show up the same way that you do to every goddamn situation if that hadn't happened for right. you. This is right. why I said nothing happens to you. It all happens for you. Yeah. What's great about it is you don't have to worry about what her garden looks like because I don't go into right. my mom's house and criticize the dumb shit she has on the walls. I'm just like, that's just mom's house. That's just the mm -hmm. way she keeps it. And right. you just go, okay, well, I'm in her house. This is the way she wants it. And there you go. Right. Um, I will adjust a picture frame if I see one off in the bathroom. And that's about all I'll do. And then I won't say anything about <laughs> it. But that's a very real thing. I'm thinking about this past week. And then he's going to paint a mustache on it. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Replace all the pictures with like Ryan Reynolds or something. I love that shit. Uh, or Chewbacca or just something silly. Um, yeah. And it is. It's, but it's, and it's especially this. And that's a great point that you brought up again uh, because I am smelling what you're stepping in, darling. I moved mm -hmm. out two days after graduation through a pretty tricky event. Uh, that I don't publicize, but uh, we had some challenges. And so, I, yeah, on my own uh, at 18, figuring it out for six years, just lives mm -hmm. everywhere. I mean, made some horrible decisions, but they were all Same. great because I survived. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I and that's the guy that shows up before you today. But it's um, it, it's all part of the story. It's all very, very necessary. And you know that because it fucking happened. Right. Um, and there are a couple wonderful ways to look at this. Like I, I, when we get back to the resistance element of it, because it's a family member, it doesn't make it any different. It may feel right. different, but it's still the resistance. It's still right. the Smith complex. You know, have you ever heard of that? Like if, as it refers to the matrix, whenever you're talking like around the water cooler at your work or something, or you're at a barbecue with a bunch of people that don't look at things the way you do. And maybe you just woke up or maybe you noticed something weird about the government. You're like, hey, did you guys look at a Ruby Ridge? And they look at you and there's this blank look on their face. Um, and that, that we got the Mr. Smith because it looks like a, a Mr. Smith from the matrix, you know, they take in and they step over and they take over the body of the person there. And then the conversation just gets shut down. Like critical thinking is gone. They give you that fluoride stare, not mm -hmm. everyone, but we all know if you've brought these things up, um, unsolicited, then yes, usually you'll get that look. Uh, but it's, uh, it's an interesting thing to behold, but again, uh, your mother plays this role here. Uh, she mm -hmm. needs that you, you play a role in her. Now, what's beautiful about this is, um, now you've gotten me onto the transmitting your family and healing timelines through your family. Uh, and that is your job. Uh, mm -hmm. this is what's so cool. And it's all science. It's, uh, physics, it's quantum physics. There's a concept called quantum entanglement, and that is where you can take uh, just briefly two particles, um, affect the spin of one, it affects the spin of the other at any distance. They could be right. the entire universe apart, meaning that 
uh, they interact faster than the speed of light can send that signal. So there's some sort of entanglement on some sort of unity consciousness that's individuated and expressed over a distance of geography of no matter what distance, right? It doesn't matter. But if you take that idea a step further, um, put that, put a pin in that and then think about time. So if time is not linear, uh, which a lot of science looks at this, a lot of spirituality looks at this, it's all happening at once. Uh, the linear element to our experience is just for that. It's for our experience. It's so we can have these series of moments that add up to lessons and, and experiences. So if you look at it like that, then all of your past, present, and everything has happened together. Now, if you marry that with quantum entanglement, which is the idea that we're all one and all matter and all of that shit is just all the same stuff and you can affect the composition or um, layout of one by changing yourself. So here's where the idea goes. If you say that you are an expression, an extension of all of your ancestors, past, present, future, your kids, your mom, your grandparents, their grandparents, all of that shit, you are the epicenter of all of it. Mm-hmm. If you change something here and now, it changes everything around you. All of mm-hmm. your lineages can right. be affected in a positive way. You can actually change the past from your perspective in this way. And you do that because you don't really remember the past. You interpret your memory of the past. It's not a real thing. It's the way you remember it. And even then, though, if you remember something super scary from back then, you bring it to your now, and that's the only way you can remember the past. It doesn't exist. You just bring it to now and upset your now uh, by analyzing it again. Uh, But if you do that through a higher level of consciousness, back to that spiral we talked about earlier, then you've raised in consciousness, you could bring that memory to your now, process it differently, throw it back to your past self and having never experienced it in that way Mm -hmm. because you've healed it now. It's a mind fuck of a thing, but you can actually do this with your parents as well. I've heard, um, I had a young lady named uh, Taylor on the show uh, and she is, I mean, she talked about her, Taylor Elena, and she talked do about her. her. Um, do you really? Yeah. Adore her. Uh, she talked about her ayahuasca experience, and we talked about this very idea about how she had an ayahuasca experience. She felt like something in the womb, uh, and she felt some issues that related to her mother, and she forgave her mother, and then therefore, like things changed in real mm-hmm. life because of that incident. Like that's right. wild. That, that's a trip. So if this concept goes, then you heal your not only your past, but your future and your ancestors' future, past and present also. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's so funny because um, it, for a lot of people, they would be so upset at a family situation or whatever the case may be. I don't look at it, like you said, as anything different than any other kind of relationship or resistance that you run across. And I deal with every situation the same way. Um, Love and, you know, acceptance, forgiveness, whatever the case may be, that's always on my end. And if, if you don't accept that, that's up to you. That's, that's you. That's on you. That's, that's not my problem. Cause I did my job. I did my part and what I'm supposed to be here to do. And that's, you know, to come at it with forgiveness and, and love and, you know, accept you for the person that you are, even though I know you need to work on yourself. That's not my job to do. It's yours. And so she, she's no different than, than anyone else that I would ever encounter. Not a girl. 
I just had a young lady named Mama Shell on the show, and she talked about, um, in regards to her birth mother, uh, Angela, as she calls her, uh, their contract ended. Um, she fulfilled her contract with her in this plane. And mm-hmm. it's the same idea. Like, uh, you gave me what I needed. I've given you what you needed and continue mm-hmm. to do so uh, in right. your absence. And so it continues to be a part of this story and a, a necessary component, but in the state that it's in, which is mm-hmm. absence. Right. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But the recognition of it is what's so great is how many toxic relationships, because that's what that is, you know, is a toxic relationship. So how many mm-hmm. toxic romantic relationships, how many parent uh, killed kid relationships are there? Um, tons, you know, that are, right. that are this way, but they power through and they fight on uh, through all kinds of abuse, you know, um, and just justify because it's a family member. No, that's right. a fucking test from the universe. <laughs> it's it's right. a different level because it needs to be. You know, it needs right. to be that personal for you to really fucking get it. Right. Because you can't, you can't get to a higher level of growth without going through that. Yeah. A hundred percent. So it's an interesting I world, Janet. Yeah, it is very. So what would your words of encouragement or uh, thoughts for people be on this situation and how they can basically raise their own awareness and what they can do. Uh, the situation of Ascension, just to be clear, or the COVID thing or. Yeah. The, no, your own personal growth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so for people's own personal growth, uh, question everything. Number one, uh, number two, uh, follow the question, the answers that you get where they lead and then question that, uh, and then just repeat as necessary. Um, be honest with yourself and know that the truth is found within. It's not found external for me. Life is coming from you, not happening to you. It's all happening for you because it is you because you're the only goddamn thing here. I highly recommend if you want to get your mind blown and you haven't heard it yet, go look up the egg on YouTube. Uh, it's either on YouTube, something like that. It's about a 10 minute video. Um, it's animated. There's a lady that wrote this story called the egg and it's brilliant. It articulates this concept in a way that you will not look at your world the same ever again. And, um, that is one of those that, um, even, so I would say that awareness, awareness is a very big part of this, a part of self growth. Uh, notice the things that make you feel like shit. If it makes you feel like shit, then don't do that. Uh, the, you know, just like the doctor, it hurts when I do this. Well, don't do that. Okay. Well, if it hurts your heart when you're combative with your family members or when you yell or get upset that somebody cut you off in traffic or you get stressed out at your job um, for things you can't control, um, then just take a deep breath and realize that uh, it's here for you to learn or it's your sign to move the fuck on. Um, there, there are reasons that things disturb you in life and most of them are all hundred percent of them are for your growth, but also um, some of them can be interpreted as a sign to move and to go and to be uncomfortable. This is also kind of back to like the bigger picture on the COVID thing. Um, that's what I think is happening with all of this. It's astrologically a time period in which an ascension is occurring. We're actually physically changing frequency, all mm-hmm. of us. And it's necessary for us to raise our vibration to accompany that frequency. Uh, as the idea goes, but uh, the dark side or the lizard people or the, you know, whatever, the people pushing this agenda, and we know who we're talking about, uh, media, medical, government, everybody, they are there playing the role of motivator to motivate us to get our shit together and to ascend. They're making it more and more obvious. Things are getting more and more overt uh, because they play their role very, very well. When you look at it that way, again, it's a spiritual war. 
Uh, they're here to motivate you to move on. And you thank them for that and you move on. If you want to participate right. in it, participate in it. If you don't, it does not affect you. You've right. made your choice. You've chosen your team, right? Mm-hmm. So if you start looking at it like this, um, again, big picture stuff, then that's possibly what the lockdown things were. It was everybody to go home and do shadow work. It was everybody to work, go home and work on their shit. Some people went home and decided to become bigger alcoholics and that's okay. That's their journey. Um, but you know, that was an opportunity, I think globally, uh, to do that for everyone. So understanding, uh, kind of, you know, uh, your place in the universe is important, but not as important as understanding yourself. So really mm-hmm. calibrate your emotions, do some meditation, um, just five minutes, something like that in the mornings or just whenever you want to do it. Uh, there's some great little meditation CDs and stuff. Um, if you also want to, uh, I would say get exposure and research some of these esoteric topics. Now, one great way to do that is Janet's show here. Go check out some of her guests. Come over to my show. Check out some of my guests. You don't even have to listen to the damn show. Just scroll down to the guest, click on them, go check them out. Go check out their channel, whatever the hell you want. Um, but that's another way is just expand your concept of what reality is mm-hmm. and listen to people, man. You know, um, don't be quick to judge folks. Uh, again, we're just talking about self-development here. I, I think that that's a big one. Uh, don't fucking write people off just because you think that they're crazy. You, right. the, the way that you think now is nothing compared to the way that you'll think in six months. So who's to say that that person doesn't have that idea that would fast track you a little bit or that would just allow you to be a greater, grander version of yourself and consider alternative concepts. They don't have to affect you. The, the, you transmute it if you don't want it. You just you know, take what resonates with you, leave what doesn't, right? Um, right. But open your mind. That's that's a good one. And yeah, uh, drink and water. I, and drink fucking I, water. That is so beautifully said and very well put. And my thing is, I am not here to save the world. I'm here to save me. And if there's, you know, one person that I touch along the way, one person that learned something, one person that listened to a show that affected them to make changes, that's all I could ever ask for. And that's all I could ever hope for. I mean, I think seriously for me, I was put on the journey and the path that I was always meant to be on. And it wasn't until going through everything that I've experienced in life where I got to the point where I'm finally doing what I believe I'm supposed to be doing. And that's teaching, basically. Uh, Giving out any kind of knowledge, giving out, you know, hope, um, spirituality, anything like that. And so if it affects you, let me know. It's always good to have feedback on stuff. And I love getting feedback from you guys because it makes me happy to know that you experienced something or you felt something after a show. So I'm very thankful for Mr. Brandon coming on here today and really enjoyed our conversation. It was very in-depth. Some people I'm sure will have questions. Where can they find you at? Absolutely. And thank you so much. Uh, They can find me at expandingrealitypodcast.com. And that's kind of the hub for everything. Uh, We can be found everywhere. The show goes out to like 47 different things like YouTube and all that shit. But um, a lot of them are on there. Um, And uh, you can check out and uh, contact me through there or socials like Instagram. I think I'm on TikTok, yeah, TikTok, uh, Twitter, stuff like that. I'm not on Twitter much, but it's there. 
I'll look at it every now and then. Also, I wanted to say to your audience uh, that they should uh, know how lucky they are to have you. You're a phenomenal host. I had an incredible time. Thank you so much for, uh, and you know that you're great because I just felt myself. And if you can make, allow anyone to feel themselves, you're going to get the best out of them anyway. Um, but also uh, you're, you're just wonderful. And so your audience is incredibly lucky to have you. And the audience, uh, I know that she might not ask for it, but go uh, rate and um, like her shit. Uh, if you go through a five-star rating and just like a little comment, it helps her out tremendously. So go uh, go do that for your girl. And if nothing else, just do it uh, and say, well, let's go Brandon or something like that. I don't fucking know. Whatever you want. And just throw that on there. Uh, you know, when that was going around, I was just like, oh, hell yeah, dude. I've color me You're motivated. like, oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. On it. Yeah. Now, uh, so I'm winning that- this race. <laughs> I'm here, dude. Let's do it. Um, yeah, no, you're you're just a delight, and thank you so much. I've got to get you over on my on my show soon, so thank you. I appreciate your very kind words, and for the listeners, make sure you go and follow his podcast. Watch it on Rockfin because I know a lot of you have Rockfin, so watch his shows, listen to it in the drive on the car. Whatever you want to do, just don't watch it while you're driving. That's a bad idea. But make sure you go and follow him on all the social media, all the podcast platforms, rate, review, comment, down like, download, share, the whole nine yards. Uh, follow some of the guests he's had on and just keep being you. Keep the positivity going because uh, it takes way less muscles to smile than it does to frown so keep that in mind and just keep a good heart and a good mind so for me and for brandon thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time have a good one